ransomware gangs, can we ever trust them to tell us the truth and the warring rise of integrity attacks? These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. If you're a criminal, practicing good operational security would seem to preclude granting tell-all media interviews. And yet, we see a spate of ransomware-wielding attackers revealing their supposed deepest, darkest secrets. Revil might be synonymous with ransomware evil, but at heart, they love the motherland and are just putting food on their family's table. Really, why wouldn't anyone in that situation turn to ransomware? For more on this phenomenon, we turn to Executive Editor Matthew Schwartz. So Matt, when we hear ransomware attackers making claims in interviews, how much of it should we believe? That's a great question, Anna, because a lot of attackers are seemingly coming out of the woodwork to grant these interviews. We've seen the likes of Reevil, aka Sedano Kiwi, which is supposedly defunct now, as well as Mount Locker and Lockbit and Black Matter, which appears to be a dark side spinoff, all have been granted interviews in recent months. And if there's one kind of commonality I would call out, it's that all of them are saying, this is a business for us. We're just hitting people with ransomware, as you said, to put food on the table. But it's interesting because sometimes they seem to reveal things inadvertently. For example, one of the affiliates of Locke was speaking with Cisco Talos, and they said this guy, they've named him Alex, probably not his real name, claimed that he was this Robin Hood type of figure who wouldn't hit anybody that was doing anything especially critical. But then in an interview with Cisco Talos, they told me that actually they know this guy has been hitting the healthcare sector, for example. So on the one hand, Alex is telling you that he's only doing this with food at his family's table, and he would never in a million years hit anything critical. But on the other hand, we know that he is. So I think the real short answer takeaway here is we can't believe anything that these ransomware wielding attackers are claiming when they do media interviews. I know that's a shocker, but there's a lot of evidence to support that. So one of the big claims these days is that attackers have exfiltrated data. Yes, this is something that a lot of ransomware attackers are telling victims after they've crypto locked their systems. They say, if you don't pay us the ransom, we're going to leak data that we stole. Now, Ransomware Incident Response from Coveware has told me that actually, this isn't always the case. Sometimes, yes, attackers have grabbed data. In a lot of cases, they've just grabbed whatever was to grab. So actually, it might not really be that critical, which is a consideration for an organization that might be considering paying a ransom only for an agreement from attackers to not leak data. So if attackers haven't gotten anything really juicy or critical, they might think, I'm going to pay. So it's an attacker's best interest to pretend that they've really got the goods. Now, sometimes they do obviously have the goods, and they're using this as a way to further extort victims to try to increase the psychological pressure on them to pay. But to our first point, certainly they're not above lying to try to exert the same pressure, even if they don't have the goods to back it up. We've also been hearing a claim from newcomer Black Matter that they're not going to hit any U.S. pipelines. Discuss. Great discussion point. So there's so much to unpack here. Black Matter has come along and said, we've got the best of Lockbit, Revil, and Darkside, but we're not actually part of any of those groups. And they granted an interview, which was cited by Ann Neuberger, who's an advisor to the U.S. National Security Council. 
someone said, have you read this interview with the admin of Black Matter? They claim they're not going to repeat past mistakes. They're not going to hit any more pipelines, for example. So anything you might have been thinking about doing to disrupt their infrastructure, don't bother because they're just going to be hitting non-essential businesses. And Newberger's response was, we'll see. And I mean, that is a great response because ransomware hunters have been looking into Black Matter and they've found that the encryption and decryption tools look an awful lot like DarkSide. In addition, Chainalysis, which is a blockchain analysis, this week reported that after looking at the cryptocurrency wallets being used by Black Matter, it's just a rebrand of DarkSide. So we have this new group saying, oh, DarkSide, they hit US Colonial Pipeline. That, that was a mistake. I don't know who knows what they were thinking because we have no knowledge of that sort of attack. And it turns out that it's just DarkSide reboot. So what can we expect? It's interesting that when you look at Black Matter's website, only reachable via the anonymizing Tor browser, of course, it has a list of rules. And amongst those rules are prohibitions on hitting things like hospitals, critical infrastructure, power providers, and so on. But when you read the fine print at the bottom, it says, if you've been hit, we'll give you a free decryptor. So this is completely different from not crypto locking a hospital or a health service, as Conti did in May with Ireland's National Health Service. As a result of that attack, Ireland literally had to deploy the troops. They sent the army into hospitals to handle all the laptops that had to be wiped and re-imaged and rolled out again. It was a huge headache. It was a huge public safety problem. Many hospitals, doctor's offices, and more were disrupted because they were hit with ransomware. So when we see a group promising not to hit anyone and saying, but if we do, we'll let you decrypt it all for free, it's extremely disingenuous. What about promises from attackers that they'll delete data? This is another thing that we see often when they're attempting to extort victims into paying a ransom. We've seen more victims paying for the promise that data will be decrypted. Ransomware response firms that I've spoken with said, never trust these promises. There's no indication that any of this data ever gets deleted, if not resold to multiple other entities. So when considering whether or not to pay a ransom, the experts are saying, if you're doing it only for a promise that this data is going to get deleted, don't believe it. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Tom Kellerman, head of cybersecurity strategy at VMware Carbon Black, shared insights and analysis this week from his latest global incident response threat report in an interview with Tom Field, VP and senior vice president of editorial. You may be familiar with destructive cyber attacks, but here Kellerman describes a more recent trend, the rise of integrity attacks and why we should be concerned. So with destructive attacks, yeah, you get attacks where wipers are dropped into systems or ransomware is deployed, not Petya style. But integrity attacks, I think, are, are more pernicious. When they're manipulating the value of time or they're manipulating the value of your logs, where essentially the data that's being ingested for command and control of your own operations, of your own business mission, or the own artificial intelligence, let's say, that you've employed, when that is corrupted so that it actually turns on its own purpose and that it will then disrupt or degrade the operations that they are facilitating, whether it's transportation, whether that's energy distribution, or whether that's something like financial transactions, 
And yet it's very hard to see it occurring because they've manipulated time or they've manipulated logs uh, when they've penetrated those systems. And so we need to pay close attention to this phenomenon as the adversaries now are not only burglarizing the, infra the infrastructure and, and conducting that home invasion that you've heard me say in the past, but when they see you reacting to them, they're more than likely to poison the data. And finally, regular listeners will be familiar with Tom Field's frequent interviews with pandemic expert Regina Phelps, who has guided us over the past 18 months with updates on the pandemic recovery. Do listen to their latest conversation, which focuses on what the Delta variant means to business recovery. And are you in two minds about the vaccine? Well, here's Phelps dispelling some common myths. Oh my gosh, Tom, there's some crazy myths out there. The most common ones are people think they don't work on the variants. That is not true, although there is some concern of waning immunity, uh, which starts around six months, depending on when you were vaccinated. That's a problem, and that will require probably a booster, I am betting, sometime over the winter. Uh, many people believe they were developed too quickly, and therefore they're not safe. Many people believe if they've been tested positive that they don't need a vaccine, they must be vaccinated because your immunity from your infection is very often not sufficient to fight off a subsequent infection, especially if you had a mild case. Uh, many people are concerned about severe side effects, and you and I both know that you might get a sore arm, you might be tired, but for the vast majority of people, less than 0.5%, there are no serious side effects. Uh, once you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Well, that used to be the case. In my town, we're back to mask mandates again. The vaccine will kill and harm people. That's not true. The vaccine will not alter your DNA. That's another very popular myth. People believe that the vaccines can give you COVID. That's not true at all because it, there is no live virus in the vaccine. It is not going to get you sick. And then the last ones, uh, my favorites, that it will make you infertile or impotent. I have talked to so many people about this. There are some very crazy ideas on the internet. This has been disproven in many, many studies. And so I would say to any of your clients, if you're thinking about getting pregnant or you're concerned about your sexual function, do not worry about that in relationship to this vaccine. That's it from the ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. Thank you.